Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Open your hearts. Loosen your butts. It's, it's time, time for Couples Therapy. Yeah. This podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situationships and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, tech sex regrets, so feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's Hello, everyone, and welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Naomi. My name is Andy. And we're a real-life couple. Real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple of different questions from a couple of different listeners. Whoo! Can you tell my energy is a little tight, guys? A little tightly wound? A little uh, little, uh, in a ditch. Living in a ditch. (laughs) Little as someone conked us on the head with a shovel and shoved us into an open ditch. (laughs) That's how we're feeling. A little funky, you guys. So we're coming to you just a couple of days after Mabel was attacked by another dog. <laughs> we um, y'all, y'all. We can't, we, uh, we can't really get into it, but like... We're going to be getting into it on the Patreon, okay? Because oh, okay. The well, Patre- <laughs> I'm telling you that right now. The Patreon okay. is where I'm going to just give all the tea, all the details, all of my thoughts and feelings. Uh-huh. But as you guys know, you know, um, um, Mabel is the people's princess. <laughs> she is the Diana of dogs. I think we're all invested in Mabel. She's a cancer survivor. The canine of Wales. <laughs> and 
so when this happened, y'all, the point is Mabel is fine. She is fine. Mabel is fine. But of course, it was a harrowing experience. And I'm telling you, still coming down, still still staring at my girl, watching her breathe. I had PTSD a little. I, <laughs> I don't mean to like cheapen what PTSD is. So whatever. Call it like baby PST, PTSD. Well, still on edge. I say I'm still on edge around. <laughs> well, when I was walking her uh, last evening, we walked past a very friendly, very small dog. We were nowhere near us, and like Mabel just kept looking back at the dog, like, yeah. get, kept checking to make sure like the dog wasn't coming at her, and I almost cried. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm holding in something, right, right. <laughs> There's something right. going on. Here. Yeah, I I felt that way too. It was funny. The very next day after it happened, I was walking and ran into a neighbor who you know we seen we seen a pretty decent amount of times and literally the first thing and he had his dog and the first thing i was like she was bitten we have to go <laughs> like i was like literally i was like don't bring your dog near me i can't engage so you know honey it's been a little while a little yeah. while weekend i always think it's so funny when you can't when i know that you're anxious and you don't your brain isn't working correctly and you can't articulate the words right yeah. and you're just like oh we have to go <laughs> our dog was bit we gotta go <laughs> And the well, other person is like, what the fuck just happened? I know, I know. It's a real, it feels a real drive-by energy. I've assaulted <laughs> you with something. You don't know how to function. Sorry, I'm going through it. Drive-by trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. Oh, but anyway, that's where we're at. But again, Maybelline is fine. Yes. But are we? No. I would also like to say in this moment, no, we do not have Munchausen by proxy. <laughs> we are not out here hurting this dog. She got some bad luck. Things are just a little wild in these streets. I need you to know that. Okay? Yeah. Trust me. I hear us when we talk. Yes. I did talk about this dog a lot. I did say this on it's an, an Instagram comment where I'm just like, if you are outside of this family, you would think that we are hurting the dog for sympathy. <laughs> no, I know. I almost commented on it, but then I saw you did. And I was like, okay, well, it's been said. I don't have to say it. Anyway, um, we've gotten some comments. From Charles Rogers' episode, right? Yes. Do you remember someone called in and they they, they wanted to propose to their boyfriend? Yes. Uh, they said uh, their boyfriend is not very sentimental. They're like a rock climber. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that's like that is practical that yeah. I could propose with instead of a ring? Yeah. Right? And we suggested a couple different things. Yeah. I think. I, for, I forget exactly what. But uh, the listeners had so many suggestions. Wow. All right. I'm going to play. We have, like, a ton of comments. We can't play them all, but let me play one of them. Hey, friends. I was just listening to your episode where someone is asking about an engagement with somebody who uh, is not into the traditional things, doesn't want to ring, is kind of utilitarian about stuff. Loved the art idea, loved the travel idea, wanted to add one more. What about something like planting a tree together? Um, seems like maybe something up this person's alley. Maybe it could be something like you propose with the intent to plant it, <laughs> plant it and when you say yes, you do plant it, uh, or the ceremony is planting it. I don't know. Uh, don't need to plant it for them, but one more idea in the mix. Bye. I love, I love that. that. I really love that. Oh my god! Can you imagine? Especially because it's like you're gonna get married, and then like forty years later, you're like, "Yes, this is our oak tree. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is us. This is our redwood in the forest. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Another person suggested a photograph of the hardest climb, or that they climb that that person wants to do. Oh, that's beautiful. To maybe motivate them. Yeah. By the way, yep. everyone should 
in if when you comment say something like it's okay to say my name because I'm always so Ooh, very uh-huh, like uh-huh. I'm like well I don't know if they want to be named so I, but like maybe you maybe you're like hey that was my idea I want to make sure my name is <laughs> gets their credit with that. well but, um, a, another, another person suggested yeah a compass mm-hmm. etched with your initials or other meaningful words which is very cool for a climber a traveler a hiker. A blanket or a quilt with a, a a message on the tag or embroidered in the corner. I oh, love well, that. Maybe there's something I love more than a blanket. Um, then they also wrote, if you know he wants something else that could be considered quote unquote functional art, like a piece of furniture or a hand carved walking stick, that a message could be burned engraved on. Oh. And then, Naomi, do you want to read this one? This was an Instagram direct message. Oh yes, yes, yes. Someone DM'd us. So excited. They said, OMG, OMG, OMG. Listening to this week's episode and screeched when I heard the question. Last year, I proposed to my now husband and finding what to symbolize the moment with was one of the only struggles I had. I almost bought a ring, a super cool galaxy one. He builds rockets. It felt fitting. But a friend asked me, quote, will you want him to wear it before the wedding? To which I said, no, that's dumb and probably awkward for him. So I looked for things he wore every day that I could upgrade and found the perfect thing. By the way, upgrade it with a shiny star emoji around it. On either side. We love. My husband is a runner and wears an emergency contact band every time he goes out. This band lists his parents and his brother's phone numbers. They all live thousands of miles away. So what good is that even? I bought him an almost identical bracelet, slightly upgraded, a.k.a. sexier look to it, but same material and all that, and list me as the contact. Next to my number, it says wife, smiley emoji, the bracelet costs 40 bucks. I struggled with that for a few hours, but in the end, it's not about the money or the value. It's about the gesture. So to your listener, you don't need any physical thing, but if you want one, just pick something they use or wear every day. Could even be a mug if they love coffee or whatever, but it does not have to be jewelry. And then in all caps, yay for more women proposing. Praise hands, 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 praise hands. But I will, that is very nice. Thank you for sharing your story. Congrats on proposing. And that is a very cool idea. I think that's mm-hmm. so cute and sweet. And that is, it's like meaningful. And it's like, yeah, the whole point is like something that this person's going to have and yeah. where you see often. It's yeah. about renewing and refreshing your love but i mean let's just go back to uh praise hands because i think praise hands uh is the right energy we're bringing into this episode intro because our guests our guests mean something to us oh my god uh they are the hosts of one of our favorite podcasts as a couple and as individuals absolutely you introduced it to me early Mm -hmm. in our love and i say they're the only two white men i like to hear talking sure there are only i think two podcasts that we agree on mostly that's right? true. <laughs> one of them, Ask Rana. Yep. Right? Absolutely. And then the second one, The Dollop. Yes, honey. We got the host of The Dollop, Dave Anthony, Gareth Reynolds. Okay? They are comedians. They're writers. They are teaching me on a weekly. Yeah. Okay? If you don't know The Dollop, it is an American history podcast where Dave Anthony uh, tells a story about American history yep. and Gareth comments on it. Yep. And uh, I we touch on politics. I want to like yeah I, yeah yeah yeah. We try never to talk about politics on the show just to give people a rest. But we touch on it. But it's more about our emotional, the emotional feelings around politics. Yeah. It certainly felt like how could we not with these people, especially because you know if you haven't listened to the dollop, like, and I will say again, this is some. I'm not someone who listen to history podcasts. I'm not someone who's like let me listen to two white dudes goof a bunch. But this is so, it's so educational, but it also shows you how, like, the more things change, the more things stay the fucking same. You see where some shit starts.
parts. And it's also, you know, funny. It's funny, but it also really, there's just so many things I've learned, uh, and there are so many episodes, so you really can just tuck right in. Um, but anyway, this is not about an ad for the dollop. This is an ad for us, okay? Uh, listen to Couples Therapy, starting right now, Dave and Gareth of the dollop coming through. Roll it! So this is a, a delight. Uh, the dollop is, our, I think, our favorite podcast as a couple. That's true. Aww. That's true. We can play that in the car and be equally satisfied. Um, I'll also say this, you know, Dollop was an introduction to me to white men talking, okay, because <laughs> oh, it's a lot. Like, a lot of podcasts, I always feel like I'm interrupting some goof-em-ups, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, but because, you know, like, I'm learning something, which is that America's trash, it just, like, kind of keeps me on it. You and had just, to learn that? Well, I do, but it's <laughs> nice to hear other people say it. Yeah. Yeah, we're lucky that we hate America so much that, you know, it's like, we it's, it's amazing how much like, like, I did not trust white people before the dollop. But now I genuinely am like, I just I cannot handle white people like, and, and people be like, you're white. I'm like, I understand. Yeah, it's, just, but it's, it's very difficult. I understand. It's amazing once you start excavating the depths of uh, your own hatred for something, how there yeah. is no I thought there would be a basement. I thought my own hatred uh, would have some kind of floor to it. Yes. And it no. just, it's like, um, you know, in like a horror movie or a spy movie where they go into the building and you see them hit a secret button that's like a basement 40 floors below yeah. the Earth's crust. That's like, <laughs> that's what it is in it's my just heart. just like, boom, boom, yeah. boom. Yeah. Yeah. How far down is this thing? Yeah. No, well, and I think one thing that's crazy is that like, People like there's so many times where people will be like, "Surely, Dave, you're running low on stories," and Dave will be like, "No, we no. we will never run out. No, never." Well, yeah, I wonder this though, Dave, because you know you're like DSA, you're leftist. Were you that way always, or kind of as you started to do this work, you were like, "You know what? We got to fuck some shit up," because obviously you're uh, doing the research and you're getting it deep. I've always been this way, you know, since high school, I guess. Um, I read People's History of the United States by Howard Zinn when I was 16, and then it was just all over, uh, essentially. Okay. So I've always read, like, before the internet, the Utney Reader and all that stuff. Like, I was always super lefty guy, always being like, this, that's not what's really happening. Are you guys reading what's really going on? That's always been uh -huh. me. Dave's been the scientist who's like predicting the meteor in the movie for like 30 years. And now people are like, did you hear about a meteor? And he's like, I'm going to kill you. Well, I, I also am delighted because, you know, like Gareth, it's like you're coming from like straight up colonizers. You're coming from the OG and the yep. Midwest. And so they're what makes me laugh a lot of times, too. You'll hear something and then Gareth will be like, Jesus Christ. And I'm like, this po' baby, this po' baby. <laughs> Yeah, no, it would be one thing to just be like American, which is terrible. But yeah, no, I am like of the people who are like, let's make this shit, you know? Yeah. It's tougher. Yeah. Yes. No, let's I, make this I, shit. Let's turn this into shit. Let's ruin this. Well, I do think it's amazing. Like Thanksgiving is one where I'm always, I was like, I knew it was fucked up. And then it was like, we did a lot of talking about Thanksgiving and I was just like, yeah, why is this? happening like it's just we all know that we all know this one and we're all like can you pass the gravy grandma <laughs> yeah now here's the question though how does this 
<laughs> so yes. I think I'm lucky in that, like, I found um, a mate that is uh, also has similar despair, similar <laughs> hatred. I think Naomi and I connect more on things that we hate. There's plenty of things that that connect us that we love, but I think we it's hate more, more things in common. Yeah. Um, and I'm curious how this works in your other relationships, either friendships or romantic relationships. Dave, yes. how long have you been married for? Uh, 16 years. Wow. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Carry the one you were doing in the air. <laughs> uh, I was just making sure I was 16 still. But she uh, she's a therapist. Helps. Necessary. So she has to listen to people all day talk about their despair. So... I can't talk to her about despair <laughs> a lot because she's like, okay, I'm despaired out. <laughs> um, but she's like, I don't want to live here anymore. You know, um, she, she was, she was a straight up liberal, but now she's like, you know, she can't talk to her liberal friends anymore about politics. Like she's, so she's, she's come away, but Sort of on her own, but also me just like dropping little things every once in a while. But but she can't handle. She's like it's the amount of despair that I can take in. She can't take that in, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she's yeah. married to a rage sponge. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead. I want to ask you, okay, because this is how I do interviews, okay? I tell people what I think of them. I get them on their heels. I get them uncomfortable, and then they okay. have to defend themselves, okay? Oh, That's my hard-hitting approach. Jesus Christ, oh, man, what the fuck the is this? Cop, <laughs> <laughs> now, Garrett, are you an F-boy? Oh, God. I don't, I hope not. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I'm on my heels big time. Uh, Jesus, Naomi. Um... <laughs> I do not think I am an F boy. No, okay. I think, Dave is uh, nodding his head in Dave, the, in an Dave's, hyperbolic manner. Yeah, bobblehead no. of steroids. No, I'm not. I mean, I am like a. Well, okay. So you talk about like how one comes to be who they are. I was raised by two people who did not like each other. Okay. Who like? See, now I've made it real, and now uh-huh. you can't no, I love back that. off. Mm-hmm. This that's is how I'm getting do. back. No, no, that's my, what we do here. My, that's how I get footing. you right. Um, you got to tell me the truth. So. So I was raised with a really bad example of like how to have a relationship to the point where to the point where I was like I was I was like I'm fine and then probably like 5 or 6 years ago I went to a therapist and the therapist was like have you really dug into this and I was like well no and he was like well why don't we and we talked about it for like 10 minutes I was like well I mean I don't know it's just like you know I was like Jesus Christ I'm walking around with this um but so I I'm very like uh I'm very resistant to, you know, just getting like locked into relationships and stuff. And then you combine that with the idea of like, um, you know, traveling a lot and being like out in the world a lot. My schedule is kind of crazy. So I could see why you're ticking some fuckboy boxes, but I think upon further evaluation, um, you'd go, no, stop looking at me. You'd be like, he's, he's not a fuck boy. I, you know, I, I try to be like a pretty honest, open person about how I am and how my life is and shit like that. But, but I also, there's part of me that's like, you know, if there was someone who wanted to tame the fuck boy, that would be possible. Very tameable. Cool. Cool, yeah. great for them. Anyone feel like that full time job? <laughs> Ladies, I'll have like a uh, Sarah McLaughlin commercial. <laughs> Do you need a fuck boy? 
I get that though. But like, I mean, that's what I assume because you know, because you do, you are on the road a lot, and you are a gregarious person. And I just think it's like, and, but also it's like you are a cat dad, so I know you delicate. So it's oh, kind of yeah. like this choice, you know what I mean? Like it's a push and pull. It's a push and pull in the soul. What's the I, push? And pull? I have a tattoo of my cat, which tells you that <laughs> who knows what's going on. Where? What? Is, what am I? Exactly. Who am I? Well, it's the push and pull between it's like I, I, um, I want closeness. I do want some sense of like a stable connection with someone who's not Dave. But at the same time, I am. It's it's I mean, fe- like, it's feline. It's felinic. It's, okay, I, go on. It's that's what a cat is, right? It wants connection, correct? Yeah. But it's also like standoffish in a that's bit, true. and there's this that's kind true. of like. And then, I don't as like we talked that, about, but... we talked about Dave petting the cat. That's how, and that's why this relationship is so bizarre. Dave will be like, I'll be like, I want to be pet, and Dave will like grab my head. And I'll be like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, no, no, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Wait, uh, Dave, before you got married, uh, were you, uh, I was going to say playing the field. As I thought of the phrase, in, just yeah. know that in my head, I was putting a gun in my mouth, in, my, <laughs> in the image in my head. As I you, Dave likes phrase. to say fishing the seas. <laughs> yeah. Fishing the seas. Sure, sure. Yeah, I was. I mean, when you're a stand-up, it's easy <laughs> it's easier to meet ladies than i think normal professions like you get off stage and they're like you were funny and you're like okay i was funny i was funny <laughs> i really was do you want to go talk about how funny i was over at me? yeah so bad i mean i was enga- i was engaged for a little while before uh like i don't know what three years before I how long were you engaged for uh like two years wow How'd you meet her? Uh, that one, the the one I got engaged to, uh, in an acting class in New York. Uh, Ooh, bad idea. Yeah. Bad Bullet dodge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All the sure, warning signs were there. Meisner exercises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so dangerous. Because, you know, the reason why we're kind of probing in this, because we are going to be answering people's questions, okay? They're coming to us. They're delicate. They need help. And they need to know where you're coming from, right? Because they know all of our business. And Lord, but like, where are you guys? How open are your hearts? You know, married to a therapist in therapy. We love that here, obviously. We love therapy on the show. We love people who are digging deep. Okay? Dave, are you in therapy? Or do you say, well, I'm married to one, so it's kind of the same thing? No, it's not the same thing. (laughs) Uh, I... I've been in therapy before. I'm not in therapy now. Mm-hmm. But you've done it. Yeah. yeah. You've, you're, you're like, I've, I've you've done the there. work. Yeah. I've done it. I've done a bunch of 12-step stuff, uh, Al-Anon stuff. So, yeah, I've done a bunch of, yeah, as I call it, that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but you know how to use your words. Like, you've both learned how to use your words in your interactions yeah. with human beings. Yeah. I think, look, this is the thing. Dave, with uh, that, I, I think, I, I don't know if you're, if this is what... Uh, when we talk to people who we think of as kind of inscrutable, uh-huh. we end there up projecting our there own it insecurities. It's the same, like talking to Tig, right? We project our insecurities <laughs> on Tig. We project our insecurities on you and then react to that as opposed to <laughs> you, the human being. So we're yeah. almost not reacting to Dave. We're reacting to our own insecurities oh, projected wow. upon you. Wow, as if- that is... So amazing to be able to realize that. I don't think I'll ever get there. <laughs> so Dave could just, we could just be like stuffed dolls. Yeah. Uh, not and you, the podcast. Dave. Dave, okay. Me anyway. <laughs> All right. 
You're not. It's a also step like doll. weird to listen to someone for like I don't know years. eight years, yeah. whatever, and then and then also like then regard them as human beings as opposed to just like bit boys in your car voices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very funny how people perceive what I'm like, which isn't what I'm like. I essentially my public persona is one of get away from me because I in my previous podcast I learned very quickly that having a two-way relationship with a lot of these fans is uh, really problematic and difficult. So mm-hmm. I have a very shut-the-fuck-up-go-away persona. Well, also, I think it's Dave on Twitter. I mean, Dave on Twitter is just like... I mean, it is. It's a rage purge. And so... Oh, I love it. He, <laughs> it's people, one of the only things saving me, honestly. It's, it's great. <laughs> but so people are like... Is he a psychopath? Like, how do you go in a van? And I'm like, Dave's actually a genuinely normal, nice guy. <laughs> like, he's furious. Yeah. But everybody sure. should be furious. Everybody should sure. be furious. Yeah. Everybody yeah. should be. People are like, you're, you're yelling and you're angry. I'm like, right. I'm having the natural response to what's happening. You're not. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. That's why I like when, like, you, like, just to, to some, like, kind of, like, uh, official COVID denier. What I mean by that is, like, someone in power Who's just like, ah, it's fine, it's nothing. And you're just like, you're a piece of shit. I'm like, thank you. Like, <laughs> it, it just like release, like there's like um the valve. Uh, th- yes, there's the valve. again in the yeah. basement, in that four in like 40 floors below basement, there's like a furnace that is like it's like the fucking Ghostbusters ghost thing. Thank you. Right. We just watched and you're, that. you're the EPI because... EPA guy letting out one ghost at a time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is so true. That is <laughs> yeah. if if I, I people don't recognize that we live in the society where right now we're going to release that we're releasing the ghosts. Yes, we yep. are releasing the ghosts. And we're yep. like, this is look, we can't afford to keep it plugged in for that long. It's like, These are ghosts that <laughs> no, we we literally just took over Iraq and we're like, see, it's fine. <laughs> And the riots are just starting, and we're like, no, it's going to be fine. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that, that's the stage we're in. Everybody lied to get here, and now we're like, see, it's all good. And you're like, well, okay. And then in fucking Crawford, George W. Bush is like, that dog's face needs another whisker. <laughs> I know, that dumb bitch Peyton. I, I mean, the layers and levels. But I will say this. It's interesting, though, because because of that and that idea of like that rage, I noticed that socially I have a lot less patience for people. Yeah. Meaning like when somebody is like we were talking about even like we were dealing with like having to run into some family members. We were supposed to go see family and where it was like, I don't have patience to be nice to that person. You right. know, because that's that feeling of like because of the way they think about things and that yeah. feeling that like. I just, I, we could say this much. One of my relatives <laughs> is an anti-vax Fox News pilled person. That's so weird because you're white. <laughs> I'm. Ju- what's weird is I'm Jewish, so there shouldn't be any of <laughs> no, people in my family. Yeah, technically. <laughs> well, I didn't sign up for it. You know what I mean? These aren't the people I. I said I'm not married yeah, that's to the right. crazies. Well, I have, I have a, I have a minister in my family, and we usually get together on labor day and this year i was like no yeah and they're like why i'm like i'm not gonna with with the abortion thing i'm not gonna be able to be nice to him like you guys want to have a really shitty labor day i'm gonna tell him he's a fucking idiot like right, right. by the way labor <laughs> labor day not a good day for that not argument. not a day to be talking <laughs> yeah no no exactly but it's i don't know i just find like or like even just socially you're kind of doing shows or like 
or also to the pandemic where I'm like, why are we all pretending shit is normal and cool and good? Like I was talking to someone else last night and then it was like, he was talking about like going to JFL and I was like, you know, none of it matters anymore. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, none of it. Like I get that he's happy. Don't get me wrong, but I'm like, we should not all be spending this much time talking about this thing that does not matter because no, it, I, you know, I was I was thinking about it with car commercials where I'm like, stop acting like it's like the family vacation. It's like, what are you? Your children are in danger. <laughs> like and they're still like this car provides a great like canoe roof. You're like, what the fuck are you talking like? It is. No, it's a ama- It is amazing to watch. And like in. The friends that I have who are aligned with how I feel are like, those are the group texts where you're like, this is my like place to go right. to just send things that are just like dystopian, <laughs> terrifying shit that's happening. And then, you know, and then the other are like group emails that are just like, hey, what do we have in this hot tub party? And you're like, yeah, no, I'm like not there. Okay. Like, so you have these. And it does suck because it now is kind of so binary with a mask, too, where it's like, I'm going to wear a mask in the store. And the other people are like, I'm going to look at you like you're fucking crazy. I know. And it's just like the most awkward society they've kind of just let us live in. And we're all somehow living in it. But it's just it's trash. I know. Someone DM me and told me I was a coward. What? Yeah, I'd be fu- I wear my band. I was like, drunk. Be, be more specific. <laughs> be more specific. Why are you a coward? I know, right? Well, because I was, because I was, because I was, I'm talking about wearing my mask in somewhere and how like no one was wearing masks. You know, and I was like bitching and moaning. I was like, I was like, you fucking kidding me, right? And this guy's like, you're a coward. And I'm just like, yeah, babe, I'm a fucking coward. Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. afraid of everybody. Life yeah. is trash. Trust nobody. Like he yeah. thought he was getting me by calling me a coward. And I'm just like, are you not? Yeah, they, they call you a coward or a fear monger, and you're like, I, yeah, I just, I just don't want it. Is it a problem that I just don't want to get sick? Thank I'll you. fucking wear this thing not to get a cold. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talk? I just don't want to be sick, you giant baby. Put the fucking mask on. People who are the biggest babies in the fucking world. Who are like, I'm going to put a thing on my face. They're calling you a coward. It's fucking crazy. It's like, why are you DMing me? It's also like there's a different world because. You know, again, we talk about hatred and things we don't like. I have no shortage of things I don't like. But it does not occur to me to go to a person's Instagram, look them up, and send them a message about something they do that I don't like. It just doesn't. Yeah. It's not how I choose to, like, I'm yeah. just like, uh-huh, I don't like it. You suck. Bye. Like, it doesn't really. Yeah. Whereas, like, people come go out of their way to message to be like, fuck you. And it's like. Yeah. All right. Like I well, did that feel better? Did you did you release the ghost? Is that you releasing the ghost? Uh, they're super threatened by us cuz we're still wearing masks and acting like it's happening and they want to pretend like it's not happening. So we're a reminder like no, it's not over. Yeah. It's not everybody's not fine. Yes. Do you know what it is? It's I, I think about this a lot. My dad is fine with me being vegetarian. He's never said anything. I've been a vegetarian for almost 20 years now but he i do think he thinks it's a a more ethical position than eating meat and so he'll do these little pinpricks every once in a while (laughs) these little things he'll say these little things because i think that is his consciousness trying to work out the contradiction in his head that he thinks that like it's a more ethical position to not eat meat but also he just loves a a, A he loves a (laughs) kosher frank can't get enough of those Kosher Franks. Mm, 
So yes. worth it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just grilled in the oven, just thrown in the oven at 425 degrees. Oh, Nothing Jesus tastes Christ. more delicious than a plain Hebrew oh. National kosher oh. hot dog, 425 degrees on an untoasted bun from <laughs> What Pathmark. the fuck is Nothing happening? Nothing more delicious than that. He's broiling hot dogs? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really couldn't be shaped more like an anus. It's like the ends. It is basically like, would you like some bread and rectum? And like to have it like in the sweatiest form where you're like, really, let it sauna. We're going to sauna these dogs. Right, right. So, so I think, I think these people, um, cannot hold two contra, I think not, it's not that they can't hold two contradictory thoughts. I think the contradiction is playing out in their heads because they can't deal with it. They, they know that one, position is like follows peer-reviewed science and that they don't want to do that because they want to go to a fucking bar without a mask yeah uh to have to have a miller light or whatever i don't know which is like the thing where i'm just like i get it like i want i want that i want nobody wants to go to a bar and drink a miller light more than i (laughs) that is like you are talking about the only thing i want everything i do is to just go to a bar and just be like, oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, I mean, it's like there's – that's why I'm just like, yeah, but it's not – it is – look, it's just not worth it right now to do it. And, yeah. And, but that is the separation. It's those who are just like fucking – I got a friend, a good buddy of mine who, you know, until he was a little irrational, seemed rational. And he just said to me, he's like, I'm done with COVID. And I was just like, what are you? I was like, do you understand how that is just not anywhere near how anything works? And he's like, I'm done. It's over. And I'm like, but you don't, you don't do that. I mean, we like that fucking gif of the dog sitting in the firehouse. Uh huh. It's just like, it's just, it couldn't be more and more accurate. It's just like, dude, you don't get to sit and be like, I'm done with the fire. It's like that. No, it is around you, dog. <laughs> but yeah. did you leave it? Like, were you just like, are, like, did you engage? Did you kind of got, get into an argument or you were no, like, I, okay, I, bye. <laughs> I mean, I'll push it for a minute, but it is just like. They get mad. It's exhausting. Yeah. And yeah. so you kind of are like, look, I am already like a pariah to this person. So I'll give a little bit of the pushback. And then just go, yeah, okay, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's also now the people who like, I think I'm immune. Because it's like, if you've lasted this long, like, party's like, maybe? And, like, those people are now, you're starting to be like, you're dangerous. Like, they're like the bad guy when they get the mask. and the, You know what I mean? You're like, don't, no, I don't like this new you. You're right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. But this is why Dave's anger, the righteous <laughs> anger of Dave Anthony is, like, acceptable rage. Whereas this, the, the rage of people trying to work out a contradiction in their head and that the frustration of those two thoughts, like rubbing up against each other, <laughs> yeah, like, the friction in like their head. tectonic plates, like, and the rage is an earthquake that comes oh, okay. out of you are giving us meta- metaphor today, honey. Listen You're serving metaphor. I am serving metaphors. <laughs> the metaphor works. Their rage is just like, oh, uh, is is not acceptable because their their rage is a rage of like they can't figure out the math in their heads whereas you figured out the math you're like I know what it is and the people I'm I'm screaming at the people that are making everything worse yeah yeah it, making things much worse 
It is a bit of a fruitless endeavor. A hundred percent. I mean, I really look at it like, I mean, this is, this has happened to me. I feel like a bunch of my life. Yeah. Like with Obama, I was like, yeah, this isn't good. Oh my this God. You, you and Andy honestly just this sit is, down. the whole time. And, and there were one, I was on this old, I used to have a podcast called Walking the Room and the Greg Barron. I remember one point I was like, well, what's happening now is, Obama's not doing anything. He's helping the rich. The poor are suffering. And this is all going to lead up to a battle between fascism and socialism in like 10 years. Because that's just, it just made like common sense to me. When the housing crisis was happening, I was telling my friends not to buy houses because it's all about to fucking fall apart. And they were all telling me I was fucking crazy. I've been, I've just been here and people have sent me messages, old walking the room fans being like, I thought you were nuts. But now I think it it just happens all the time. And that's how I feel like I'm sitting in this place. The difference now is, is that there's an immediate threat because the government is making it so that they want my kid to get sick. They're, they're trying to get my child sick. That's what the government is doing. That's their plan. Law immunity, which isn't a thing. It's not possible with a coronavirus. There's no such thing as immunity. It, It mutates and evolves. So they're trying to get, so I have an immediate threat on me as opposed to the other things where I was like, I can just sit back and watch. I can sit back and watch right. Iraq be a right. disaster while it's coming, knowing it's going to be a disaster. This one is an immediate threat. Yeah. So it makes me more angry and more disturbed. But and when you well, say but I've been kid, here. you mean me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was also thinking that. Well, it's funny because well, I was going to ask you that, too, because I was wondering, you know, how has becoming a parent and also how old is your child? Is your child like 10 He's 13. Third. Okay, so this is a person. Okay, so, yeah. you know. This is a full bar mitzvah age This person. is a bar mitzvah pop. It's pop-up. time yeah. for the Hebrew Frank. <laughs> Boil them up. Boil them up. <laughs> um, but, you know, when we talk about rage and also just, you know, when you watch shit crumble around you, there's both, as you said, this immediate threat, but then you're also like, oh, Someone watches me now. Like I'm a model for someone now. Yeah. You know, like you've obviously, you know, you've, you've changed Gareth. I mean, Gareth has learned and grown through your time together, let alone, you know, (laughs) 13 year old um, human. Like, have you, has it made you more reflective in terms of how you process and put out? Yeah, yeah. I don't like he doesn't know my bigger fears as far as like okay. COVID or he doesn't know my bigger fears as far as like climate change. Like he doesn't okay. get any of that. Okay. Um, he does know that I'm like we just went on vacation and we were the only ones wearing masks. Like okay. we were walking through a city and no one was wearing masks. And so I was like, too many people put your mask on. And we didn't eat, eat inside. And they they thought I was crazy and I made them double mask on the plane, but we didn't get COVID and everyone else I know who went on vacation got COVID. Yeah. Um, so we just went by the rules the scientists tell us. So he, he thinks I'm a little over the top about my concern about COVID, but I'm also like, yeah, but you know, we don't know. I keep saying we don't know what, what happens to your body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you can get it and be fine, but we don't know what's going to happen years down the road. So I just try to temper it. I mean, he, he hates America. Um, <laughs> well, he's an anthem. I, I 100% just instilled that in him. I remember we were driving. He was like eight and he was learning about Martin Luther King in school. 
and we were driving down the highway, and he said something Martin Luther King, and I said, uh, you know, the FBI, the FBI tried to kill him, and you know, they tried, they they told them to kill himself, and he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, yeah. The FBI wrote a letter to Martin Luther King and said, kill yourself. And he's like, what do you, what? And my wife's like, you can't tell him this yet. I'm like, this is exactly, this is exactly when you tell him. Exactly when you tell him. He also, he also did, so I did a dollop on, um, on, uh, uh, Mick Fleetwood. I think that's, I can't remember his no, name. Not Fle- Mick Fleetwood. Fleetwood. <laughs> no, I don't Mick Fleetwood. Uh, Walker Fleetwood, who was the first black, baseball player in the 1800s yeah. but everyone it says Jackie Robinson is the first but he actually wasn't the first professional and so <laughs> when, Finn, when Finn did they had pick pick someone to do a report on for your class that you really respect and all the other kids there are like three kids in the class did Jackie Robinson and then my son stood up at the end and was like okay so your guy isn't the first black guy here is the first black guy to play uh, baseball. And everyone's right. like, wait, what's happening? What? <laughs> and he reads his report. But that's what it should be. Like, he sh- he should, you should have the real knowledge. Like, Jackie Robinson did something great, right? He went through fucking hell. But at the same time, don't erase the other guy. Like, it's a whole, right. it's a whole right. thing. Right. Well, we need to be raising white operatives. This is what I'm saying about, like, the white youth. Yeah. Like, we need to be utilizing Finn now. Like, Finn is getting at that age... You know, we need to get him on some Reddit boards, like, sniffing people out. You know what I'm saying? Like, he needs yeah. to be out here. Undercover. You want to Undercover. send him in undercover yes. to these incel groups yes. to change them from the inside. Yes, that's what I'm yes. trying to have happen up in here. Well, it, all, all young people who are concerned about the future should be infiltrating the Pinkertons and Raven and the law enforcement groups that are going to be the big problems. Like, you, that's you get inside of those motherfuckers, and then you give there information... Yeah. To the groups they're going to be doing the work. Or yeah, Boston Johnny Dynamics. Brasco, the cops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boston yes. Dynamics reprogram yes. those murder no. dogs from the inside. Uh, they, <laughs> it's like, how are we not fucking <laughs> furious at Boston? What's going on? It's always Boston. It's like, MIT came up with a gymnastic drone. You're like, what, please stop doing this. Also, I feel like those videos where it's like people shoving down the robots hard to see what they do are going to come back to bite us. <laughs> those robots are going to be like, remember when you treated me like a little asshole? Like, get out of here, robot. Like, yeah, now what? Those fucking robots, the first time you saw them, I was like, yeah, they're going to have guns on them. You guys ever know they're going to have guns on well, you saw and the everyone's one. like, look, they're like dogs. I'm like, they're not like dogs. <laughs> you, did you see the walking machine gun the other day? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how else to put it other than it's just like a little walking machine. It's just yeah. like, okay, so it's over. It's just <laughs> done. Like, there's no, like, we don't even get to, like, try. It's just going to be like, Jesus Christ, this robot with legs. It's got guns on its back. I mean, we've all seen the movies, right? The yeah. the, the rich guy eventually puts guns on robots. Yeah. Yeah. You know Bezos has a fucking warehouse full of these robot dogs with guns on them. Uh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, have you noticed that Amazon, because we watch, because I'll watch, like, any... Um, action tv show anything and it seems like amazon's whole thing like i was like jack reacher you got jack ryan you got terminal yeah like and i was like it is what rich jeff bezos wishes he was which is like army man who can beat up everybody and i was like totally this is if i was just like this is the channel i would make too if i was like (laughs) (laughs) yeah just white white (laughs) yeah totally and he is i mean 
like it's really great to watch like all the Elon Musk gets like a lot of shit because he's like I'm Templeton you know and it's like kind of like you're like look at this weaselly little dude but old Bezos was also just like ah, let's go and now he's just like raw he's fucking bald jack yeah. yeah yeah just got super yachts yeah, that's like Lex Luthor yeah I mean we really are like the idea that we're like we have Lex Luthor and we're like this is interesting <laughs> That's what, but that's what it is. We are all spectators, just kind of be like, oh yeah, this is like we saw. Like I started reading Chomsky and Zinn like twenty years ago or whatever, and I'm just like, uh huh, okay, I see this coming too. Oh, I see what's going. Uh huh, uh huh. And I'm just sitting here like watching it. Like I'm not just sitting yeah. here. Like I'm in DSA. I do a lot of like you knock aid. on those doors. You do I knock do on a those lot. Doors. I do a lot you of do. stuff. But I'm just saying that like in federal global level, you're just kind of just like sitting back, being like, oh, interesting. Yeah, you know, just like rubbing the, your your chin, like what? <laughs> like, oh wow! Well, I thought, really... I didn't think that would happen, but like I knew it could happen, and it is. When it when to realize it's it's happening and to actually be like, wow, it's gonna be really, really, really difficult slash impossible to stop it. It's pretty uh-huh. tough. Yeah, because you are just like fuck. They've really. They really have a lot of uh, weapons, don't they? <laughs> well, it's also like not knowing the depths of stupidity, like. I, yeah. I love zombie things and sci-fi stuff, but it was always like, and, and I used to joke on stage where it's like, there's no, I would survive the zombie apocalypse because there's no way a zombie would get near me. Like in every movie, it's always like, Sharon, Sharon, are you okay? And then Sharon yeah. bites your fucking arm. Oh yeah. And then you see how humans have handled COVID and you're like, oh, I see how we all become zombies. I see how oh, we yeah. all become zombies. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit about anything. Nobody well, gives a shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the zombie would be like eating your neck and you'd be like, is Darren okay? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like that's yeah. what it is. It's like, and it's always just like, that ain't her no more. That ain't yeah, hot right. no boy. Oh, yeah. Me and yeah. my wife me and my wife got into a little disagreement one time because she asked me if I would kill her if she turned into a zombie. And I was like, oh, I'd fucking cut your head off like immediately. <laughs> I, and she'd be like, but yeah, it's me. I'm like, it's not you. You're I'm gone. I would sink an axe right into your skull. Just yep. bam. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. I can't Absolutely. understand why she'd be upset by that. <laughs> I will say this. The thing about zombies is that in those worlds – you just assume that they're not coming back. I can understand. I can get in the head of the people who like chain, like a loved one turns and then they chain them up somewhere. No. And then yeah. always the good guy comes on and is like, what? Why'd you chain them up? It's like, well, you don't know. Maybe they will find a cure in the future. Hell you can no. understand that kind That's of. That's what I hate about the end of Shaun of the Dead. When he got Nick chain. Frost playing some damn video games with him, I said, you about to die. You about to yeah. die playing Grand yeah. Theft Auto with your zombie friend. Because yeah. it ain't coming. He ain't coming you back. You don't know. He decayed. You don't know. He is decayed. He's dead. He's not coming back. He's dead. You don't know what science? You Ew. don't know what Andy, science? Do I do. Andy, don't do that. <laughs> Wait, I got a, I got a question before. I, we have to take a break, but I, I have a question for you guys. Okay, we've been talking mostly about rage. And I'm <laughs> curious because I've I that's been my primary emotion since I got introduced to the Holocaust way too young. And so <laughs> rage has been my primary emotion since age six or seven. Okay. And I've had to through therapy, definitely that's helped. But also like just like we're driving to Los Angeles. Um, I think like a couple months in, Naomi's like, can you not scream at these people? Like, like people, it drives me nuts. They'll be in the, they'll just open their door into the lane 
that like they're they've just parked and they just throw yeah. their door open into right. the lane and I have to like veer around them very quickly and it drives me insane because I'm like why didn't you just look you have a rear view mirror there. okay anyway uh, <laughs> the point is and Naomi's like can you not scream and so like I've had I'm like oh yes okay I understand that makes the car trip uh, unpleasant yes. for me to yes. lose my mind let's listen to Dave scream while we drive instead. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That helps. Um, it's a focus. I'm, it's a focal point. I'm wondering how you have both. In, I mean, Gareth, it seems like you have uh, that you have healthy ways, maybe, of dealing with the rage. I don't know, but like, how do you both? Well, he's a fuckboy. Ah, I, I, I take it and use it as fuckboy energy. It is my gas. Um, I mean, it's very, it's. It's very difficult. I mean, you know, I um, I was at my brother's a few weeks ago, and I had watched Hypernormalization again, uh-huh. the Adam Curtis, and it yep. uh, had a yep. wonderful, wonderful documentary. <laughs> and I was just sort of explaining how fascinating it is, is how suicide bombing actually start, like the roots of how it got to like. Oh, you actually can wear a bomb and go into a crowded place and still go to uh, heaven. And um, I was probably about three quarters of the way through it, and I just like looked around at four faces that were all horrified. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone was like, "What?" Like that. My nephew's like seventeen, and he was there, and I was like, "Boy, this is this is." Ri-. And I stopped. I was like, "All right, you know, we don't need to." <laughs> anyway. Um, but I don't know. It's like it's it is very difficult. I mean, what I think it would be better if you could be in full community group mind where everybody was furious too. It it really is hard to channel it. I um I don't know. It, it fucks with my dreams. I dream about crazy <laughs> shit. Yeah. I have like these stressful dreams about like masks or like mm-hmm. fighting or you know <laughs> like so i guess a part of it comes out there um i think like i, I think you were i mean you do what you can as far as like helping you know certain organizations but even then it's just like i think to some extent it's almost like we need like the fact that uh christian smalls is asking for a full-on um strike on Labor Day when you'll be with your minister um, <laughs> is like one, like there's just little things where you're like, well, may like there's just like some stuff where like, maybe if shit like that can like, if that goes well, then maybe we can start. But for the most part, I don't know. It is just, you're just sitting around. Just, it's stress. It's fucking stressful. Yeah. What about you? You just, what do you do? Uh, I guess I, well, I mean, that's so funny. People are always like, you're so angry on Twitter. Like Twitter's my way of blowing off steam. Like I go on there and make fun of people and talk shit and then leave and feel better about, yeah. you know, it's like, it's, it's, a, it's venting. Um, but you know, I just like to go out. I like, I like to surf. I like to ride my bike. Like I like to go out and just do exercise type yeah, things. Being in nature. Uh, that's very, yeah. California. Being in nature. Yeah. I'm not yeah. comfortable with that. As a New Yorker, I think that rage is my default. And I also <laughs> think rage is community. Like I realized that in moving to LA, like a lot of New York is like, you communicate via complaining. You know what I mean? Like, it's all like, was the train here? Kvetching. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Kvetching. You're kvetching. And then I noticed that like, that's what I'll do in LA. And people are just like, 
good vibes only. You know, yeah. <laughs> they don't yeah. want it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, and it's not even that I'm that upset. It's just more like that's how I know to tell. Like, if you ask me what's going on, what's more interesting? Everything's Cal- good. Or like, let me tell you. Californians yeah. really don't like to discuss things. They really don't like to talk about things. Um, and also during COVID, I definitely realized like how many people don't actually read or don't actually <laughs> yeah. like try to find information. They just go, well, you, someone tell me what to do. And it's just, it's such a wild sort of thing. Yeah, there, uh, there are many, I, there are many people who are, are happier not knowing. And you're yeah. like, yeah, for right now, that I get it. Yeah. But there's going to be a day when the information is going to be fucking kicking your door down and taking your goods or some ver or yeah. like you're going to be like grabbing your things in fire or I, I had dinner with a friend of mine when you the day Uvalde happened and like I don't even remember what I was saying mm-hmm. but I was not in a great mood but I was still like whatever I mean it is you know like I wasn't like I well this is all because it's like just another you know uh, arrow in the quiver um, but uh, or is it a quiver in the anyway no, but uh, but but then like two days later she was like. It just was really like, I don't know, you kind of like ruined the meal by talking. And I was like, I was like, oh, I don't even remember what I said. I'm like, what did I eat? She's like, well, you're just like talking about how everything's totally fucked. I'm like, okay. And where's the, what did I say that was the problem for you? You know? Um, yeah, but kids, were you hanging out with white women? Stop hanging out with white women. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've made uh, yeah. I agree. A, a school full of children just got killed and you're not supposed to fucking talk well, about it. And this it. was the day, too, right. where you were just, it was, right. you didn't fully know what was going on, but you were like, just not right. It's not yeah. like some, they're fucking lying. Yeah. You know, you knew but, it, uh, everyone knows it at this yeah. point that every Every statement made by a cop is going to be a lie. There is yeah. not one yeah. until like, pr- until proven it. until proven not a lie. It's right. a lie. That it's, is yes. the thing. Like uh, like to me, if you walked away from Uval, like to me, that was that for like all my friends who maybe don't pay attention to stuff, who don't read. I can't. This is the uh, we gave a friend a ride home last night before I went to uh, uh, Naomi was at a show and I went to to pick her up and drive this friend home i read a bunch of articles on how to safely drive someone home <laughs> and i'm like okay so we all have to wear masks and these windows have to be down yeah. and this one doesn't have to have to be down but it would be better if this like <laughs> what's the airflow in the car i read all this stuff before doing it, and i'm like okay it took me like 10 minutes to go through this stuff just to be so we know we're safe all right but like to uh, all the people who don't do that kind of stuff, to me, Uvalde was like, here it like it doesn't right. yeah, like it doesn't a, get any clearer. A, than um, this. A, 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 a waiter with a silver platter thing, like this is the world. This yeah. is this is the world you're living in. Yeah. Here yeah. you go. I'm opening up the little like top, and now I'm serving you this beef Wellington of dystopia. And this is the this is the world you're in. So and people were bite. still like, oh. There we go. Look <laughs> at that shirt. Yeah, my shirt and have a little back. No, man. Can I catch up? Little Leo. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay, we have to take a break and help people because okay. we've been helping ourselves. Okay? <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Dear listeners, Andy here doing the ad read again, and today we're talking about me undies. As the male half of couples therapy, I was asked to do this one because we're talking about boxers, which, and I hope I'm not breaking any confidences, Naomi does not wear. Now, if you're a podcast listener like me, you've heard plenty of ads for me undies, and frankly, I had always thought it's underwear. How special can it be? And then I tried them, and friends, it is like wearing magic. It is like wearing a dream. It is so soft, there is nothing earthly I can compare it to. I am embarrassed, absolutely embarrassed to say I'm middle-aged and just finding this out, but the material your underwear is made out of really does make a difference. I won't say where I usually get my boxers from, but for comparison, me undies are like wearing a cloud covered in angel's feathers, and the other ones I wear are like wearing a bear trap smothered in puke. MeUndies got style for everyone, from all black classics to fun expressive prints in sizes extra small to 4XL. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that actually care for their workers. Also, I gotta point this out, there is a particular technology that the folks at MeUndies would like me to discuss. Now, you know Naomi is sex negative and I am sex neutral, so I didn't want to have to say what this technology is, so I asked friend of the show, friend in real life, Mort Burke, to say the phrase. So, okay, here it goes. For any listeners with penises and testicles, I can say medical words, I can say medical words, you might be interested in me undies sophisticated contoured pouch and ball caddy. What's that again, Mort? They're incredibly comfortable contoured pouch and ball caddy. Wonderful. Thanks, buddy. Okay, soft underwear comes in all packages at MeUndies. So to get 20% off your first order plus free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash therapy. That's MeUndies.com slash therapy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Can we take a minute and talk about Skims? Now, you know I'm a recent Skims convert, having tried their underwear in the last few months, and I am now living lifted, supported, changed. So I decided to keep trying new stuff. And let me tell you, Skims basics and foundations are where it's at. Yes, I recently got the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt. And y'all, it is so comfortable. It's been the perfect layer for me. I'm rocking it under a cardigan or a sweater when I want to keep it fitted and fabulous and not look all bulky. I mean, y'all know I'm back to work. Hashtag blessings. And I'm definitely that girl who is always cold in the office, okay? I need my layers, but I'm still trying to look put together. And the soft, smoothing, seamless shirt is helping me get it right. And I also got the boyfriend t-shirt in Heather Gray. And it is so friggin' soft and comfortable. And it's giving casual but intentional when I wear it with a pair of jeans. I'm feeling very good in it. So if you want to give these and other basics a try, shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small through 4X. Thank you for the range, Skims. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows. 
Again, that's skims.com. Go check out everything they've got in the new t-shirt shop. Dave Anthony Gareth Reynolds here to help you handle your scandal in these streets, okay? Gareth is an F boy. Dave is an angry man who cares. I thought, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep going, prosecution. You have been tarred and feathered with the F boy designation. You are not walking out of this without. All right, it's fine. You, go to, you go to too many clubs in the middle of this country, okay? Excuse I see your me. clips. You be oh, out okay. here. That was from said, months ago. Oh, is it? Because it looks like you be out here in these streets, okay? No, and, no and then And then you're like, look, look at my cute click cat. And then you'd be like, I got jokes. And then you'd be like, I got to go back to L.A. That's how, that's like my theory. <laughs> I mean, it, what I hate about it is how it's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, what's our first question? Right, what do we, we want to handle? We got questions from uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, voicemail, our favorite. Yes, yes. Uh, this first, I thought we would start off with a softball. All right, give a softball. Uh, this comes to us anonymous from an Instagram direct message. Okay. Uh, Naomi, you prompted, this is a while ago, you prompted in an intro, you're like, uh, hey, send us your questions about blah, 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 blah. And then you said, uh, I believe, uh, a coworker who's cray. Okay. So someone did. They I did like that. I like, I like to hear about crazy coworkers. And uh, this is weird enough that I thought <laughs> it would be a fun one to start off with. I work with someone who is always talking about her alcoholic husband and his disgusting habits. Parentheses, like jerking off on the floor next to their bed and snot, snot rocketing on their bathroom wall. Jesus! Wait, what? I thought... What? Snot rocketing on the bathroom wall? Dave calls ejaculating snot rocketing. That's why he's confused. <laughs> he's like, they're doing it it's on the snot, floor and the bathroom. And the wall and, and maybe even the ceiling. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what the fuck? Uh, so you're like, yeah. okay, all right. Continue. I, mean, I thought for a second, when I get stuff like that, like I, I'm like, this is fake. But then there was more stuff that I can't read. They're like, please don't read this part. That makes me think it's real. So that's okay. why. Um, they just got married this year, and she's worked with us less than a year. We've talked to our manager who has already spoken with her about oversharing. <laughs> Although my manager is overly nice and does not discipline the staff well. Discipline is in quotes. I don't know why. Uh, we get along and all, but she often makes people very uncomfortable with her nonstop talking about her relationship issues and every issue imaginable. Not sure what to say or how to help her. Advice would be appreciated. Thank you. Fan of the podcast. Anonymous. Wow. So I had this happen. Wow. I was working in New York at a building across the street from the World Trade Center. Uh, we were like waiters in Deutsche Bank. Sure. But it was like it was like the, the executive bank uh, dining area. So, you know, it was all these fucking rich and famous assholes. And one of the guys I worked with was having problems with his marriage. And he just kept talking about it to the point that everyone was just like, okay, dude, I just can't. <laughs> and one day I said, you know, you really should talk to a therapist. And he said, well, that's why I have you guys. Uh, oh no. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's not <laughs> why you have therapists is so you don't do this to people. Right. But that's what it sounds like she needs. She needs a therapist and someone needs to gently be like, yeah, you should be talking to 
like a professional about this. But if she doesn't, have, if she doesn't have health insurance, she should go on wife swap. Yeah, because that's the best way. <laughs> yeah. to also point out the flaws of a spouse. Um, I mean, that is one of those things where it's like you you do expect people to just know, like, to take cues from yeah previous experience and life cues and societal norms and stuff. But yeah. it's like people don't like. I mean, the truth is that she's definitely going to be damaged because her fucking husband is jacking off next to the bed while she's in it. That's fine. Not, I mean, that's like frat shit. That's yeah. fine. You get on the floor. That's a fuck off. boy. <laughs> yeah. That's why you have that little extra pull-out bed. It's not for guests. It's okay. like, all right, honey, I'm going to go into the J-bed. Okay, what's worse? What's- I'm going to the jack sack. What's worse, jerking off on the floor next to the bed or shooting snot rockets onto the bathroom I'll tell wall? you what, if he fucking whacks it next to the bed and then is like, all right, I'm going to go to the bathroom and you hear one of those, you're like, oh, back to back. <laughs> oh. I mean, but obviously, too, I think it's also like, because here's the thing, I think, I agree, like, saying, like, you need to go to therapy. Because here's the thing, she may not. But I think that kind of stuff will shut it down. Talking, yeah, right. That's yeah. Because because it'll be like, oh, because like because I think people, you know, they'll bitch and moan, and again, like for some people, it's like complaining is just a thing to do, not kind of realizing how it sounds. Because I, especially like I think women and that feeling of being judged can be extra. They, it can add a shame to it, and yeah. I wonder, and not, and I don't want this person to be ashamed, but I wonder if it's like. It sounds like your husband um, doesn't respect you and is pretty yeah. awful. Like, I wonder if just like a, a, an honest, direct response, <laughs> as opposed to what I think I'm sure a lot of people do at work where you're like, ha or like, oh, no. You know, you just kind of like brush it off and try not to keep the conversation going. But I bet if one person was like, he sounds like a disgusting asshole. It, yeah. It, would, it does. If not like, a bottom, it would make you not tell people because you're like, oh, they think I'm crazy you know you know it's a lot like when i was talking about how suicide bombing st- it's just like enough blank stares make you go like oh wait i shouldn't be telling people but that was my laying on the floor jacking up but that is true <laughs> i honestly saying have i i it is a very nice way of actually saying it saying have you thought about going to therapy is a way to show that it's coming from a more nurturing position Mm -hmm. but is also like this is crazy stuff you're saying to us right Right. so that might be the best thing to do it's also bullshit when like i mean and this is just how it always works but a manager or someone in the position of authority has no interest in using that but like he's a nice manager it's like well yeah well you also have to like your manager they have to just fucking say something they right. have to say, yeah. look, this is not okay. Right. <laughs> if you're cool right. living with it, that's cool. Good luck. Godspeed. Right. But uh, we can't hear that. Yeah. It's like and, so disgusting. I'm like, that's not water cooler talk. Hold on. When I, when I worked in the <laughs> oh, office, man. that's all I You should have about. seen Chad just ejaculated <laughs> so much last night while I was trying to sleep. <laughs> what did you guys do Tuesday night? <laughs> you guys see the game? You guys what? watch the big game? <laughs> By the way, Chad is like a couple of weeks away from shitting next to the toilet instead of in the toilet. It is going to get to that point. Is it a 15-year-old boy? Is she married to a 15-year-old boy? (laughs) Right. Honestly. Right. But that's what's next. Then Chad, the next thing Chad's going to do is Chad's going to be like, all right, so I can whack off. I can snot rocket. (laughs) You know what, hon? I'm a little sick of going all the way to the bathroom to snot rocket. I think I'm going to put a bucket near the bed where I defecate. (sighs) And she'll be like... Oh, well, I'll just let my coworkers know about this because this is fucking 
trauma. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. It's like she's not okay. Because yeah. remember, she said they've only been married a year, and she's worked there less than a year. That's oh why my crazy. god! This is not even a job where she's known these people for a long time, right. and this is yeah. a change in her life. So I'm like, she has no one to talk to. She about has this no stuff. one to talk yeah. to, and yeah. she is also she's, yes, so uncomfortable and unhappy that she can't even get through eight hours. Therapy is, a, therapy is a good way to do it, especially now. When you did it back then, I could like there was it, it was much less, uh, you know, embraced by the regular public. I feel like now that would just be a much easier like pull it aside and just be like, hey, you know, the thing you're talking about. I, I don't know. It's It's very difficult, I think, sometimes for us to know what to say. Have you yeah. thought about going to therapy for this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also would be like, I also wouldn't be about being like, it hurts my heart when you tell me these things. <laughs> like, I just, again, and I'm not saying this is a joke, but like, what yeah. you're saying is fucked. And it's like, and I think she may not, like, she knows she obviously may, it's not great, but, but I don't think she, she knows how it's self-aware. I don't, I don't know, like, the, what I get from it, like, when you tell someone that, like, that means you're not self-aware. Because other like yeah. that's something yeah. like I if like you did gross shit like that, Naomi, I wouldn't tell anyone. I would be like, <laughs> "What the fuck?" I would like, <laughs> I would be like, "That right. is embarrassing on me." Like that exactly. <laughs> that's what I mean. Exactly. Like she doesn't even see. I'm like, you don't realize that this. That's what I mean. Like hurt my heart. Like it hurts the thing that you go home to this. Yeah. And she doesn't see it <laughs> in that like, way. Feces everywhere, <laughs> and she like has to put on like plastic gloves. I, that's my question too. Is like, does she have to clean this stuff up? Ugh. That's the thing I'm also dealing with. It's like very upsetting, and I just want her honestly. Uh, r- person who wrote in, play this for her. Play this at work, okay? Yeah. Obviously, work is loosey goosey. Turn on the pod. Yeah. If it's like a supermarket, go to the <laughs> go to the PA system and play yes. this over the PA system. Announce um, the specials, and then right, just be like Twinkies, twenty five cents off, whatever, and then bananas two fifty nine for two, <laughs> two fifty nine a bunch. Also. uh Candy, you need to hear this. <laughs> She's just like, what's going on? <laughs> it's not good, girl. This ain't good, yeah. girl. You deserve more. You yeah, deserve We don't more. know you. And I you could be abysmal. I you deserve more. I don't know if she does deserve more. I think that <laughs> Dave. she has no healthy sense of shame. Cut this part out from when you play it for her. <laughs> don't play this part. Um, let's do the uh, this, uh, what? Okay. Okay. Here we go. This is a voicemail. I love a voicemail, you guys. 323-524-7839. You got to keep it to three minutes. You know we ain't got time for this. Okay? Uh-huh. You're going to get cut off. Hey, Andy and Naomi. I love you both so much. Um, really appreciate your relationship and what you share with everybody every week. Um, you're definitely going to get to hear where I'm at emotionally because I'm a crier. Uh, oh, so you're welcome. Um, you're welcome. I've actually been with my partner for four years and he's totally great. We're getting married, but his family sucks. Um <laughs> He grew up in an abusive household, and he's the only one of his family who turned out okay, uh, in my opinion, um, which is understandable, but it still sucks. Um, and then half of our relationship has been in the pandemic, so I haven't met all of his family. So I'm supposed to meet a brother in particular. I'll talk about in mid-May that I'm pretty... Uh-oh worried about um a little old I, <laughs> he fucking sucks like i don't uh i just i've always hated this guy like 
I'm so sorry if there's background noise. I live on the busiest ass street. Um, but yeah, he just fucking sucks. Like he's always been controlling of my partner and rude and mean about everything he tries to do. He like berated my partner for becoming a therapist. Like why? What? Just mind your own fucking business. But so I hate this guy already. My partner is like a little delicate flower with PTSD and I'm very overprotective of him. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but I just found out literally yesterday um, that early on in our relationship, like he asked my partner to send a picture of the two of us and he responded to that picture to my partner. Oh, I like something like, oh, I guess she doesn't share your value for healthy living. Calling me fat, which like fuck this guy but anyway so yeah i'm obviously fucking mad about that um like i can understand why he didn't tell me because it was like four or five months into our relationship i didn't even know about this brother like what what was i gonna that that would have been horrible um but i do wish he had told me since then but you know whatever so Anyway, I like, <laughs> what do I even want to ask? Yeah, I mean, obviously, he's just misogynistic and sucks. Um, I, yeah, I've been thinking, like, maybe when I go there, um, like, everything I say to him can just be, like, a callback to that. So I'll be like, <laughs> if he goes in for a hug, I'll be like, oh, sorry, I don't think you'll be able to fit your arms around me. <laughs> or like, oh, um, I wouldn't want to break one of your chairs and, and like not sit down in his house. I don't know. So if you, you know, have any ideas for how to fill a few days with with that kind of stuff, please let me know. But for real, like, what do I do with this guy? Like, I obviously don't want a relationship with him. I mean, with my partner, it's very complicated. Like, he's been trying to form boundaries with him for, like, four years. Um, so I don't feel like I really necessarily have any say over that and what he does. But I don't want to talk to this bitch. Um, so, yeah. I'm a spiteful hoe. If you want his address, let me know. We can go like burn it. down his house. All right, thank you. Okay, I love you. You a spiteful hoe. You my girl. You my girl. Okay, uh, this question was for me. Yeah, you don't have to like or be nice to your in-laws, particularly brothers and sisters. Like, maybe parents, you got to be a little more. But brothers and sisters go fuck themselves. Like, he doesn't get to treat you like that. He doesn't get to treat your husband like that. Anytime that he makes bad stuff comments about your husband you fucking fire shit back at him like you, there there's no way you sit around and let him talk shit about your husband or you you just fucking don't and you draw a line and you let him know who that's who you are and he can shut the fuck up or he can talk nice but those are his choices right that's it he doesn't deserve anything else he's not in your fucking life he's a guy that your husband feels attached to because they grew up together but he's a fucking piece of shit and the best thing that can happen is that guy's no longer in your fucking life. Like that's the reality of the situation. Someone who's mean can go fuck off. You don't need them. It's so hard to, because it's like, you know, like when someone says something like that, it is, it's just like, it's hurtful. And I, I can't imagine 
someone showing me someone that they're in a relationship with and happy about and having any inclination mm-hmm. to talk right. about them physically like no, that. Right. It's just like, yeah. how would you? Yeah. So, so it shows you you're dealing with like a damaged person, which she kind of established to her question of like, do you just keep saying like, I don't, you shouldn't, the problem with like that self deprecation that she was kind of pitching Mm. is that it's not so directly correlated to what that guy said that he might just be like, oh, she, you know, she just kind of, she's like that. She like, you know, brings it up on her own. Like if you were to be like, no, I'm just not healthy like him, like 13 times, maybe he'd <laughs> get it. But I mean, it, essentially what Dave is saying is like, the question is, how do you change a fucking asshole? And if the brother can't, then then you can't. And really it is just about like, how do you fully minimize that relationship mm-hmm. in your orbit as much as humanly possible? Mm-hmm. If he needs to have a relationship with his brother for himself, then he can, you know, but, but I don't un- like, I, w- if, the, if my brother said that about someone that I loved, it, it would be hard to not have that change my opinion of my brother forever, right. let alone the person that you're with. So it, it's a, it's a trash situation. I mean, the only thing you can kind of for sure say is like, look, it's so easy to get hung up on things like that. But if you are in a fucking good relationship and you love the person and he's a special flower, he's a delicate flower, like that is, look at that as the thankful part. And there's just a thorn on the side of the stem. But that outside yeah. of that, you know, you're not a, you went out with a fuck boy. <laughs> which is you're Great. lucky but i mean it is it's just such a fu- it's just it just shows you how fucked up like that is someone who gets love from hurting yep and you can yeah. just tell that right away yeah and so how do you how the fuck are you going to navigate that i mean right. i don't know right very well, do you have to visit well this is the thing yeah. too well because that's the but and i imagine though that she is going to support, right? She's supporting the partner who is trying to start a new relationship. Cause I do think I definitely hear what you're saying, Dave, but you know, with family, it's easier said than done, especially if all these people are trauma bonded where it's like you, he may be compelled to repair this relationship almost as a way of like fixing the past. Right. Where it's like, if we can get along, then maybe it's not like, our childhoods were terrible. You know, whatever uh, that can like uh, do. To me, that's gritted teeth, like flop sweat, kind of like, I, mean, eh, I, this is, I need to do this. Uh. But I do think it is a question of, you know, especially, you know, you said you, you're predisposed to care about your, I mean, not care about, protect your partner. Like you're like, I, I protect him a lot. And it's like, but also here's the thing too. You have to protect yourself and yeah. he has to protect you. So part yeah. of that too is having a conversation before you go into these spaces with these people that are like, hey, here are my non-negotiables, and here's what I need you to do for me in these situations. Oh, you actually, know? our couples therapist suggested this. When we we're uh, going to visit my family, I remember there's someone in the family that is uh, anti-vax, <laughs> fox-pilled mm-hmm. freak, um, that you have, you have three levels. Uh, and w- one level is like if they say something – that like you can just like look at each other and kind of just like silently be like in your heads like what a fucking piece of shit but it's just a look between right. you and your partner and then there's a second level where you just where they say something so fucked up and you just leave 
and you like look at each other and you're like, hey, you make an excuse and you're like, hey, we're going to go. And then the third level is like they say something so egregious where you're like, I have to tell you about yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and you got to figure out beforehand, before you go on this visit, what are what will trigger those three levels? Right. Mm-hmm. At which point are you like, nope, or then no with like a see you and no like, hey, FY fucking I, if you want to ever see me again, don't say X, Y, or Z, right? <laughs> and you have to kind of decide because it's true. Like we, We've been talking about, you know, well before we were answering the question about like, what do you do when people do some shit where you're like, half the time you're like, I don't want to fight with you. I don't want to push you. But if it's somebody that you, that your partner insists on giving a try repeatedly, like a brother, it's like, mm. well, no, we can't just play this off and let it go. You can't well, be bully. around me like that. He's a bully. And so if you if you quietly accept the bullshit he's putting out is never going to stop. But if you yeah. draw a line and go, so I'm this guy's new partner and I'm actually not going to allow this. Mm-hmm. Um, it creates a new dynamic and that guy has to fucking deal with it. Or, or you know what? I mean, like, I mean, it, like you said, I mean, she went, she did this already. She went in yeah. May. So you did it. You did it once. If it was total bullshit, I would say you don't have to do it again. You know, right. you can, you can say it's just, I don't, you know, I don't get out of it what you're what you're trying to get out of it. That's just not for me. I tried. It's just not a pro- like the older I get, the more that I one thing that I do properly is I don't just waste my time on bullshit I don't want to do that doesn't yeah. make me feel good. Yeah. And so if you if you if it if that is what it is for you, then just you don't you don't do it. You sit it out and you like if the if you have a good healthy relationship with this person then he'll be understanding and be like, yeah, you know what? I mean, he's a fucking asshole. Like you, yeah. you don't, you're, you're not where you want to be when you're around him. He is just like a fucking, you know, not a real human being anymore. So yeah, you shouldn't have to be exposed to that. You know, yeah. like just, yeah, definitely. You tried, you went, you went for, you went. Yeah. Please, and I'm honestly, sure come was, follow up with us. I want to know. How yeah. It I would love to know how it yeah. went. Cause it's like, that I mean the fact because you said a few days I was like a few days is too much I said overnight <laughs> at best I was like two a hours yeah. that's a two, that's a two hour trip that's a yeah. dinner you know what you could also like do little like uh, revenge things it's not rocket in his bathroom <laughs> yeah just like watch bring you there. your bring your poo bucket <laughs> yeah. uh, obviously you should be bringing your poo bucket yeah <laughs> I mean, everywhere I think yeah that's yeah that's what you do you just show up and just be like so where should I put my fecal bucket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, because I don't. I'm a. I'm an animal. Uh, you know what I mean. You know. Yeah. No, I mean that. I. I think that it just is so. I don't know. I just like when someone says something like that. It's clearly someone who is hurt and wants to hurt so that others hurt with them, and that's like how the fuck you can't solve that easily, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But here's here's a question I have for you guys, for everybody, because it just kind of pinged me, and I wonder what y'all think. Should the boyfriend? have told her he said that no that was my first thought no he should not have absolutely not no way in hell no no yeah i don't know why i don't know why it came up if if it was to like prep her in some way then maybe if it's like he might say something offensive but i don't know why you would, you know, I've done that in many situations where you're like, and I'll take that and I'll die with it. 
You know, like <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is an experience no other human will know about. I'll be yeah. So well, I don't. Nobody needs to know that you think that about them or right. like whatever it is. Right. Or you're right. just like, yeah, it can. Um. So I, yeah, I, I mean, I don't. I would be very curious the context in which it came. I out. know that's the one thing I pinged was like. Don't be doing that. And I don't know, you know, when a relationship is new or when, you know, you don't, again, I guess both of these questions have in common, like people who don't have a lot of other people to talk to. And so like, maybe you say something where it's like, he said this thing and it's like, nah, babe, that's not for her. That's not for her. I've had, I've had many situations where I've been like dating someone who's maybe, you know, like whatever, not a perfect human. And it's time to meet the family and the family is very loving and all that stuff, but it's obvious that maybe there's one or two members of the family who are like, yeah, what's going on? Like, you know, and, and when the person you're with is like, do they like me? Uh, you don't go, they don't like it. <laughs> you know, you don't go, no, no, they're just not seeing it. They're not seeing it. You go, no, no, I like you. No, they like you. I mean, I'll go down with the, no, they like you. They like you. They like it. They fucking like, you know, I'll go down with the ship. So, so yeah, I mean, like, to some extent, that is kind of, I mean, it's always a bit prickly, but yeah, I mean, I feel like you definitely always are just like, they like you, and I will, like, die on yeah. that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe the pause and the high-pitched part, maybe don't do that. Don't do that. Right. Like, do they like you? Well, yeah! it's, probably, it's probably why I'm getting asked over and over again, because I'm like, yeah! Yeah, they like, yeah! Yeah! Now, not like Mickey Mouse. Do they like me? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'll go too deep. Yeah, they love you. They love everybody who thinks you're charming. Don't, don't be daft. <laughs> don't be daft. I wish, I wish you could hear yourself. You're daft again. <laughs> so I think, you know, that's something just to think about. Uh, my sweet caller, who I appreciate calling in, and I know you're going through it. Like, just like, you know, also it's like, hey, if he does, if he says some bullshit about me, keep that to him. Keep it to yourself. Yeah, you know, and it's like, and that's about not just that protects our relationship as well yeah. as makes me not feel bad. And so and that's that's a good way to just like, I mean, it's yeah. I mean that again. I mean, if you went once and you tried, I feel like you've done. It's time to tourniquet. It's yep. you've done your part like that. You tried, and then that's basically what you say. Look. I wish you the best with people that you want to have a good relationship with. But that one for me is I don't want to, I don't really want to hear about it. If there's yeah. something that I got to hear, okay. But I just want to be left alone in that one because it's going to bring, it's not going to help our relationship. Yes. That's for fucking sure. Exactly. Exactly. For real, for real. God, family's very difficult. Yeah, Dave, <laughs> don't you fuck with this minister. You shut it down. It's like, yeah, it's like nobody got time for this. We are all right. hurtling oh. towards death. You know what you do? This is what you do. And this should be a service. She should hire Dave to be like her uncle. And yeah. we should hire Dave just to be like an uncle who shows up to functions to just wreck it. Like, yeah. just wreck the person back, you know, just so, like, he can be there. And then she'll be like, this is my uncle Andy or D Danny or uh, uh, Ralph. That's a good one. Yeah. And then, and then Dave Ralph? can be there. Yeah, Uncle Ralph. And then Dave will be there and he'll slowly just take this person down to the level where he needs to be for her. Yeah. You In know? these times of like difficult financial 
you know, everyone's trying to have like 10 different streams yeah. of, uh, of yeah. funding, right? Ha- uh, being a personal insult comic that you yeah. hire yeah. out for parties is not yeah. like your own personal Don Rickles that you bring along. Well, Dave, see, Dave would, Dave would go more of the I'm going to hurt them route. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, wouldn't it wouldn't be, be like... Wouldn't it be like, hey, would you kill Don Ho for that shirt? It would be more just like, your little man inside is terrified. And the guy'd be like, what? What are you talking about, man? I'm just trying to get some coleslaw. And he'd be like, yeah, it's not going to fill the hole in your heart. Hey, hey, man, would you back off? A psychological roast. That would be yeah, yes. yeah, I yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I want to see more of that. Now, when... Comedy Central or whatever, Viacom eventually brings <laughs> us back. Can they be those kind of things where it uh, is very like deeply Freudian? Yeah. A deeply yeah. Freudian roast. Yeah, where nobody's yeah. laughing, but everyone's just kind of going. <laughs> 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 wow. Wow. We've brought in your mother. And then she just uh, 20 minutes telling you I, all the way she Yeah, just her. like you know, weird sto- or just weird stories. Or like, I know. I, oh, my God. <laughs> you took well, they, your pee-pee they, way too long. The psychological roast is brought to you by Kentucky Fried Chicken. You're like, well, this is not matching up and doesn't feel right. Why are people wearing dresses? <laughs> wearing dresses? Uh, Dave. Gareth. Dave. Gareth. Dave. Gareth. Thank you guys so much for coming and joining us on Couples Therapy. Yeah. We are just, Thank you. we just adore you both yeah. so, so much. And for you to take the time is a true honor. And... I hope that you had a good time because we did too. We did. No, it's a great time. This is such a great show. And I, honest to God, when I, cause when I first met you two and I found out you were together, I was, and I saw you together, I was like, wow, you really are such a great couple. And it is like very interesting to know how much work you put into like <laughs> making this work. And it's partially why I am a, a fuck boy chained to a ball that I can't get off. Cause it seems like a real nightmare. Um, no, but, but honestly, like it, it's very nice. And it, I think even hearing that phone call, it's like, man, there's just so many people who are hurting and it's getting worse and worse. And that's one of the things that I think like on our show, it's why it's so fucking frustrating because it's like it all comes from people just being unable to feel like they have un- they're not fulfilled and um and so it's nice that you're trying to undo that one podcast at a time i don't think you're a good couple all right, I think that- all, right, all, right. all right see imagine hiring this for your barbecue oh. <laughs> all right you guys we'll see you next week Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? 
Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.